When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. He's Chris Canty, otherwise known as the Sample Police. If I see you at the grocery <laughs> store, Chris Canty, I'm going the other way. I'm putting my head down. I'm buzzing to the next aisle. I'm Michelle Smallman. It's Greeny on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Greeny is presented by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. Visit Progressive.com. From the top five NFL quarterbacks. Burrow, touchdown, what a start. Who actually has one of the prettiest balls I've ever caught in my life. To the top five NFL fan bases. We're ranking the top of everything in the NFL. This is ESPN Radio's Rank Them. The top five pretenders. Number five. Number five is the New Orleans Saints. And I get it, all the optimism around Derek Carr being its starting quarterback, returning a top five defense from a year ago. But I just don't trust the New Orleans Saints. I don't trust their head coach and Dennis Allen that he's going to be the guy that ends up getting it done. They've got a lot of show and prove in terms of being able to ascend to a championship caliber team. And think about this. Are we really going to put that team on par with the Philadelphia Eagles? Are we going to put them on par with the San Francisco 49ers? I don't think so. I don't see that out of the New Orleans Saints. And so they have more questions than answers when it comes to the offensive side of the ball. And I'm not sure that Derek Carr is going to solve all of them. They're going to be my one of my top five pretenders going into 2023. Number four. This is going to surprise you, Michelle, but I got the Buffalo Bills. People are saying, what are you talking about? The Bills have had a stranglehold on the AFC East. Yeah, they have, but the Bills haven't quite looked as dominant, especially when it matters against really good teams. And think about how they lost in the playoffs to the Cincinnati Bengals at home when it was inclement weather. They had everything to play for and got their doors blown off. Josh Allen keeps giving the ball to the other team. His turnovers are a problem. Something ridiculous like 18 turnovers last year. You you can't win football games when your quarterback is turning the ball over 18, 19 times during the season. Just can't happen. Other concerns that I have for the Buffalo Bills. You lost Tremaine Edmonds in free agency. Your inside linebacker. Von Miller's not going to be ready at the start of the season. And you lost Leslie Frazier as your defensive coordinator. Sean McDermott is going to step in in that role. But you can't say that you're not going to lose anything when you lose one of your signal callers on your defense, your inside linebacker, and you lose your defensive coordinator. So I got the Buffalo Bills as a sneaky pretender this year. Number three, the Denver Broncos. Russell Wilson in that less ride? Well, where the hell are you going, Russ? That's what I want to know. I mean, Sean Payton was brought in there. They paid him $18 million a year to fix the quarterback, and I'm not sure that he can get that done. What we saw last year from Russ, 
was really an extension of how things were trending at the end of his tenure in Seattle. And I'm not sure it's going to get much better when when Russell Wilson is playing for a head coach that demands his quarterback play within the structure of the offense. What has Russell Wilson been known for? Going off schedule, going off script, and extending the downs. So there is an inherent conflict when it comes to the two styles between the head coach and the quarterback. Not sure it's going to blend in year one in Denver, and that's why they're a pretender. Number two. The Los Angeles Chargers. And it's not because the Chargers aren't a talented team. And it's not because they don't have a really, really good quarterback. They're a pretender because I don't trust their damn head coach, Brandon Staley. Think about this. They were up, what was it, 30-3 to at halftime in a wild card game down in Jacksonville and found a way to lose the damn game. <laughs> that can't happen. You can't blow those types of – I mean, it's an epic collapse in a playoff game, one of the worst in playoff history. And it's because of the decision-making and the play-calling of Brandon Staley. Until he changes the way he does business in terms of his overall football philosophy and being so analytics-driven, so dependent on the numbers, then they're going to keep getting the same results, which is the Chargers coming up short, especially in the postseason. Number one. How about them, Michelle? How about them Cowboys? How about them? And again, We're not talking about a lack of talent. This is a really talented team. But I don't trust the head coach and I don't trust the quarterback. Dak Prescott has had 35 turnovers in his last 31 games. And Mike McCarthy scapegoated Kellen Moore and said that that guy was the problem in terms of how he was calling plays on offense and that McCarthy is going to step into that role and do a better job. McCarthy struggled when it comes to overall game management. He struggled when it came to discipline and keeping his team from being one of the most penalized year over year. Why would we think he'd be able to add to his duties and be better at his job overall? I'm sorry, I'm not buying into it. The Cowboys have a lot of questions with the brass at the top of their organization when it comes to Mike McCarthy and when it comes to Dak Prescott, and that's not a formula that leads to winning championships. So there you go, Michelle. There's my list, the top pretenders for the 2023 season. Any glaring omissions, any issues that you have with the list? So the list was as follows. The Saints, the Bills, the Broncos, the Chargers, and the Cowboys. I think you hit on all of them, but we got to discuss the obvious shocker on the list, the Buffalo Bills. A lot of people assume that they're going to win the AFC East again. I do like that, though, because it's a tough division. You could really make a case for the Dolphins. People think the Jets are in the Super Bowl conversation, obviously. And... With all the the Josh Allen turnovers, especially in the red zone, you hope that that gets rectified. I also wonder about the Stephon Diggs-Josh Allen stuff that happened recently. You wonder about the chemistry of the team. While I gasped a little when you gave that pick initially, after you explained it, I think you might be onto something there. Yeah, you know, Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs, that's something that's worth watching. Like, I don't know how they smoothed that over. It's gotten quiet on that front, but I'm curious to know what happens when those two – have something come up during the season that doesn't go according to plan, that doesn't go according to script. If we start to see Josh Allen turn the ball over at the same rate that he did last year, how does Stephon Diggs react to that? Like, that's a serious question. Like, Josh Allen has got to cut out the turnovers. Michelle, 19 turnovers by Josh Allen last year, 14 picks, which is one off of the league league, and five lost fumbles. Something about that has got to change. Now, at least Josh Allen acknowledged it. Mm -hmm. He's got to change his style of play. But he's got to stop turning the ball over, especially in critical phases of the game. Seven red zone turnovers by Josh Allen last year. A lot. It's hard to win football games against good teams when your quarterback is doing it. 
Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. He's Chris Canty. I'm Michelle Smallman. That's Chris Canty's list of the top five pretenders in the NFL. Well, another big headline this week, Chris, was, of course, Saquon Barkley. After he and the New York Giants failed to reach terms on a or agreement, excuse me, on a long term deal on Monday after that 4 p.m. Eastern time deadline. He had something to say about it. We don't know when he's going to report to the Giants. We don't know what his future holds. He was on the Money Matters podcast and discussed what his future could look like with New York. Because that's this is my leverage. My leverage is I can say to the Giants. I can say to my teammates and be like, you want me to show you my worth? You want to show you how much how valuable I am to the team? I won't show up. I won't play it down. And that's a that's a that's a that's a play I can use. Do I anybody knows me knows that's not something I want to do. But like it's something that has something that crossed my mind. It's like I never I never thought I would ever do that. But like now I'm in a point where it's like, Jesus, like I, I might have to take it to this level he's not wrong no i I mean the 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 biggest leverage that a player has is to withhold services and so if you're saquon is that the move you make now we saw Le'Veon do that once Le'Veon bell do that once upon a time and he got his money but it amounted to career suicide because he was out of the league two years later so i don't know that saquon wants to miss the entirety of the season but could i see a world where saquon barkley misses the first couple of games Sure, I could. Could I see a world where Saquon Barkley executes a hold in rather than a hold out? Sure, I could. There's nothing that precludes Saquon Barkley from signing his franchise tag during week one, showing up, making sure that he gets all of his game checks. I think they're $560,000 per game this year. That leads into the $10.1 million franchise tag for running backs this year. Gets all of his money and decides that, yeah, I'm not going to play every single game because the Giants haven't given me the financial security long-term that I'm looking for. I could absolutely see both of those scenarios playing out where Saquon Barkley does miss some time early in the regular season because he hasn't signed his franchise tag, and I could see him signing his franchise tag on the eve of the start of the regular season and executing a hold-in. So both of those are pathways for Saquon to try to leverage the Giants into giving him his money. Um, but this thing is going to get uglier before it gets fixed, Michelle. And that's the sad part about it because Saquon Barkley has been a good face for the Giants when the fans haven't really had a lot else to cheer for. Yeah, and you could really hear it in his voice, Chris, there, where he said, this is not who I am. I never thought I would be in this position. He's basically imploring the Giants, don't 
force me to do this. Don't force me to sit out the entire season. I don't want to. But he is right. Sometimes you realize someone's value most when they're not there. The absence of a person can sometimes really highlight their value. We'll see what happens with Saquon Barkley and the Giants. He's Chris Canty. I'm Michelle Smallman. But coming up next, Draymond Green. He did a lot of talking yesterday, including responding to people's dads and fake tweets. We're going to explain it all. That's next. Greeny on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Greeny, the podcast. Draymond Green and Jordan Poole doesn't seem like they're headed towards a friendship, Chris Canty. I'm Michelle Smallman. You're listening to Greeny on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. And I love the song choice by Nick Cardi bumping in, but Chris, I don't see this getting to a place where these two are ever going to like each other. Do you? No, that's not going to happen. We don't have to worry about that anytime soon. Well, we remember Draymond Green punching Jordan Poole during training camp last year. He he, he spoke about the incident, even though the two are not teammates anymore. He was asked about it on the Pat Bev podcast, and he addressed that situation. I don't just hit people. Dialogue, of course, happens over time. And you, you usually ain't just triggered by something like that fast, you know, right. to that degree. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is a team. You know what I'm saying? Like, and nobody on my team triggering me, you know, in, a, in an instant. You know, we know stuff that you don't say amongst men. You know what I'm saying? We, we, you know, we know, you know, things that you have to stand on. Now, Michelle, I, I, Draymond's not wrong. And, and that's why, in part, I love a, a locker room. It's because it's unlike any other workplace. If you got an issue with one of your teammates, you can get your issue in the locker room. You guys can square up. Y'all can have at it, fight it out with the understanding that y'all going to be friends afterward. But also having the understanding that that's family business and what happens in our locker room stays in our locker room. The problem with what Draymond Green did to Jordan Poole is that he punched him at practice where there were cameras, where there could have been media members. And that made it for public consumption. We wouldn't have, if we would have heard about Jordan Poole and Draymond getting into a fight at practice, but not seeing the visual, not seeing the video, this whole thing would be different. The dynamic would be different. But because we saw that, the entire world got to witness Draymond Green snatching a man's soul because he sucker punched him. I got a problem with that. Yeah. There's a way that we handle this thing. We do it away from the media, we do it away from the cameras, so guys can air out their grievances, get their issue, and they can handle it. But Draymond Green embarrassed a grown man. Let me tell you something, Michelle. If I'm in that situation, if I'm Jordan Poole, I'm fighting every single day I come to work until I beat Draymond Green or until I'm satisfied. So Draymond Green continuing to pop off about this situation, knowing that he was clearly within the wrong, to me makes no sense. Now, are you doing it at practice where there's cameras since the first incident was on camera? Oh, you're damn right. I, and I'm putting it on social media. It's going to be on my Instagram reels. It's going to be on my TikTok. Like, it's going to be on all of that. Like, we, you did, you embarrassed me in a public way, so I got to get my lick back in a public way. And that's the issue that I have with what Draymond Green did. And because there was this dissension and because the whole world knew the problems the Golden State Warriors were dealing with last year, this team was never right. And it forced Mike Dunleavy, their general manager, to get rid of a guy that averaged 20 points a game last year, to get rid of a guy that two years ago helped you win a championship, and he's only 24 years old. That, that's the sad part in all of it. Like Jordan Poole could have been a piece that the Golden State Warriors hung on to for the foreseeable future, being a part of their new core as they retool this thing. But because of what happened 
with Draymond Green in training camp and the dysfunction and the impact that it had on the overall team chemistry, they had to trade him away. So Draymond, it, it, Draymond is not the reason that Golden State came up short last year, but he's in part led to the dysfunction as to why that team didn't realize their, their full potential. Well, this issue isn't going anywhere anytime soon, Chris, because now Draymond is beefing publicly with Jordan Poole's father, Anthony Poole. So Anthony Poole tweeted at apool98. He said, I'm going to stand on this. That is some BS. JP was his guy. He avoided me all last year. He's a soft bleep bleep, and I'm standing on this. He didn't apologize to me and my wife. He's lame. We can meet anytime he wants. Draymond responds on Twitter. He says, that's so cute. It's impossible to avoid you in an arena for a year, champ. I've got to get my family from that room every game. Stop using those words. They usually don't go over well amongst men. So not only now does he have an issue with Jordan Poole, his father Anthony Poole is in the mix with Draymond as well. Yeah, I don't love that Draymond's going at his dad like that. Like, look, man, you, you embarrassed his son. You embarrassed the entire family by sucker punching Jordan Poole in training camp. Like, you know, just, just, I mean, I'm not one that always is about respectability politics, but that's, that's a father. He's trying to defend his son. You punched his son in the face when his son wasn't expecting it. Like, I, like to me, that's the part where Draymond goes a bridge too far. And I know that Draymond always pushes the envelope. That's in part what makes him great as a player. But now we're diving into a different realm and it makes it uncomfortable. Like, I, I, just, I just don't believe in attacking people's parents. Like, if you want to talk about Jordan Poole, all well and good. Y'all both in the NBA. Don't talk about somebody's parents. Even if they're coming for you, don't come for them. Understand that you embarrassed not only Poole, mm-hmm. not only Jordan Poole, but the entire family. So you deserve all the smoke that you're getting from his daddy. Yeah, even if the father responds to you, it's par- probably in best practice just to let that one slide, yeah. just to let that yeah. one's go- one go because families are off limits. Well, he had another incident on social media, Draymond Green did, Chris. So a fake- Another one. An- <laughs> another one, DJ Callen. So a fake quote from a parody account was, cir- was circulating, um, and it was allegedly Kevin Garnett. Here's the quote. It said, Draymond punching JP is like a senior punching a freshman who's half his size and then walks around talking himself up as if he's like that come try me Dre so Dre Ron Green gets defensive he responds to this he says I tried you when I was a rookie KG and you started talking to yourself like I wasn't talking to you what's that like the freshman picking on a senior citizen that's double his size the actual Kevin Garnett responds and says that's a fake tweet Elon see what the bleep is happening fix it so Draymond thinks KG is coming for him on social media responds it actually wasn't him yeah I mean the fake tweet had a point, though, when it comes to Draymond Green because Draymond be picking on a lot of guys that are smaller than him. Like, he's got the public beef with Jordan Poole. He's got the public beef with Chris Paul, how he doesn't like him. Now he's a teammate. I mean, Draymond's picking on a lot of guys that are a lot smaller than him. I don't really see Draymond Green picking on Nikola Jokic like that. Like, when, when are we going to watch that movie, Michelle? Like, when is that going to happen? That's the one I want to tune into. Hell, I'll even settle for Draymond Green picking on, picking on the Jokic brothers. It might not have to be Nikola. Pick on the brothers. I want to see that. Like, stop, <laughs> stop picking on guys that are little – that are smaller than you. Stop picking on those guys. Pick on somebody your own size, Draymond. If you're a tough guy, if you're the bully, if you're the meanest guy on the court, then show us when you pick on a worthy opponent. That's what I want to see. Otherwise, it's just a lot of hot air and it's much ado about nothing. 
He's Chris Gandy. I'm Michelle Smallman. I want to say that too, by the way. I think we'd all be tuned into that. It's oh, Greeny. No doubt. It's Greeny, ESPN Radio on the ESPN app. And coming up next, what does success mean for the Jets in the 2023 season? And how many samples should you take from Costco? Chris Canty is the, the sample police. He's coming for, for you if you take more than one. But we're going to ask Rob Ninkovich. That's next. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Greeny, the podcast. The New York Jets open training camp for the first day of the rest of our lives with Aaron Rodgers. It's been like a dream month so far. I have an excitement about coming down Jets Drive. I think he's a man on a mission right now. Win the Super Bowl or shut up. J-E-T-S! Alongside Chris Canty, I'm Michelle Smallman. You're listening to Greeny on ESPN Radio on the ESPN app. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. And we've been taking your calls all show long, 888-SAY-ESPN. That's 888-729-3776. What does success look like for the New York Jets this season? We're going to pose that same question to our ESPN NFL analyst, Rob Ninkovich, who joins the show now. Rob, thank you so much for the time. Is it Super Bowl or bust for the Jets this season? Uh, I mean, yeah, of course it is. It's Super Bowl bust for every team. And I know that's like, a, oh, every team's going to go to the Super Bowl. But I'd say, yeah, more so for the Jets because of the fact that Aaron Rodgers is 40 years old. And with that being said, he only has so many bites left of the apple, so to speak. Um, and he's in a new place, a huge, huge New York fan base that is very excited that they have finally a very, very good quarterback. So the expectations are very high. Everyone is hoping that they can make a run. So, yes, it's Super Bowl or bust, but a lot of teams have that same mentality going into training camp. Rob, another team that has had title aspirations for the last several years has been the Dallas Cowboys. Jerry Jones ain't buying green bananas, and we all know that he wants to win another championship but a big part of how they're going to do it, a big piece of their team is unhappy, that being all pro guard Zach Martin. How concerned are you about the Zach Martin contract situation and potentially holding out from training camp for the Dallas Cowboys? Well, Canty, one thing that I would say is I love green bananas, which is super <laughs> weird. Um, <laughs> and then on a second note to that, the Cowboys need – to do the right thing and try to get a, a contract in place to where their best offensive lineman feels appreciated. I'm telling you, I've been down that road where a, a guy, Logan Mankins, for example, all pro, never missed a, a game in his career until he had to hold out for a contract situation. And he missed the first seven weeks of the season and it really, it really affected the locker room because you have a leader who has done everything the right way, who is leading by the perfect example, and then they, they don't get an agreement, and that hurts the team. So they need them. The center and the guard are probably the most vital piece to an offensive line, especially with communication. So at the end of the day, you need your offensive line to all be on the same page, you need that key piece there to make sure everyone stays on the same page. So I know, I, I know Jerry's got a lot of money in them deep pockets. Go reach down there a little bit farther and get your guard in the training camp. 
Our ESPN NFL analyst, Rob Ninkovich, joining Chris Canty, Michelle Smallman on Greeny here on ESPN Radio. And Rob, before I ask you the next football-related question, I have to circle back to the green banana. So you're telling me if you're at the grocery store and you're in the produce aisle, you're selecting a green banana over a yellow one? I'm going for the greenest, the ones that are just like grass green. And then I wait for them to start to change a little bit, and it's almost hard to peel. I've even let's let I know everyone's going to say ew, but I've bitten into like a crunchy banana, hmm. and I enjoy it. Hmm. That's very strange. I guess my whole point was Rob Jerry Jones <laughs> ain't got strange. time. Very strange. It is Jerry strange. Jones ain't got time. It, it's strange. Very strange. Maybe it's because when strange. I grew up, my mom made sure that she had green bananas so they didn't go to waste. Because if you get the the right bananas and you don't eat them right away. They turn brown, and when they're brown, ugh, you can't get me. You couldn't pay me to eat a brown banana. <laughs> That's when he made banana you, bread. Brother. That's when he turned it into banana bread, Rob. Oh, well, That's exactly it. Today That's on, exactly on Greenie, Rob. Banana bread, banana pudding, all of the things yeah. with overripe bananas. There's, there's a lot of ways you can go. Jerry Jones ain't got time for them bananas to be overripe, though. Just saying. Rob, keeping it pushing. <laughs> Keeping it pushing, we came out with our top five list of NFL pretenders in 2023. And Michelle was a little surprised that I had the Buffalo Bills on my list of pretenders for this upcoming season. Do you have any concerns about the Buffalo Bills, or do you see them as a team that can win a Super Bowl? I'm kind of with you on that one, Canty. I, I feel like there's been high expectations there for the last few years. They have the quarterback. They went and got Diggs, and now you're starting to hear a little bit of the rumblings. You know, Diggs isn't happy. The head coach is trying to be the mediator. Everything's great. You know, there could be a little problem there in chemistry-related things offensively. And when the going gets tough, this Buffalo team, in certain instances, they don't make the right choices in the fourth quarter. They don't come through in overtime like in the playoffs where they got beat by Kansas City. So this is a huge year for Buffalo, and I'm kind of with you. I feel like they could potentially be in that pretending category. Rob, is there another team that you have top of mind that you would put in that pretenders category? Mm, in the, the top of my head right now, the pretender category. Kansas City. No, I'm kidding. I'm <laughs> kidding. No, I'm joking. Um, they are definitely not. Those are, those are guys are the champs right there. Um Man, that's a tough one. Pretend I, 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 I could put the Cowboys in that one. You know, people are going to be talking about the Cowboys, how great they're going to be. I don't know how good they're going to be. They might not even come close to to sniffing that division. Um, mm. so I think that they're a team that that could potentially have a down season. Um, and then I'm thinking the Miami Dolphins too. You know, everyone's talking about the Miami Dolphins and how potent their offense is going to be. They might not do well in the division with the Jets. We just talked about Buffalo. The Patriots, nobody's given the Patriots any type of recognition. And I get it. I get it. I played for them, blah, blah, blah. But you look at the Patriots and how they're built right now, they could potentially be in a team that, that surprises people. And they're not pretending because they play good defense and they're physical running the football. So, Throw Miami in the mix of possible pretenders as well. Talking with ESPN NFL analyst Rob Ninkovich on Greeny. And, Rob, 
Saquon Barkley was on a podcast yesterday and had some very pointed comments toward the Giants and, and what he was going to potentially do, alluding to the fact that he may have to hold out to show his true value to the organization uh, in order to get what he's looking for, long-term financial security. How do you think this Saquon Barkley situation under the franchise tag gets resolved? This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Man, I think it's tough right now because this morning, you know, on with RC on GetUp, there there really is no – you can't negotiate at this point. It's beyond that figuring out a deal thing. So it's either he plays under the tag or he decides to sit out. So it's tough, especially at the running back position because we know you've seen it every single year. And Barkley himself has dealt with an ACL. You know, you never know when you're going to go down. So it's tough considering they pay the quarterback in Daniel Jones $40 million a year, mm. and he was basically an average quarterback who handed the football off a lot last year and needed a running game to have success. So if I'm Barkley, I'm saying, hey, throw the bubble wrap on Dan- Daniel Jones Put a couple knee braces on them. Tell them to run the football. Do a little, do some some option plays. Tell them to run the play. Go to Wildcat with Daniel Jones because if he's not there, Barkley's not there. The team's going to struggle, and they're going to struggle a lot. So, I don't know necessarily the right choice for him because it's you know every player has their own responsibilities and and family things that they're looking at to try and maximize their potential. But he's only got so many bites left of the apple because he is. A running back and we know that the shelf life is not very long last thing for our ESPN NFL analyst Rob Ninkovich here on Greeny so we have to fold you into the debate of the day Rob so Chris Canty is normally on with Chris Carlin 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern time here on ESPN radio and his partner put out a question on social media yesterday he was shopping at Costco there was a grilled cheese sample that slapped he went back not once not twice but three times was considering going back for a fourth now Chris Canty says if you take more oh, than one that, sample it's that's a foul Oh, that's, oh, that's okay. heavy foul. Okay, so how many You're is too many? There at, that's heavy judgment based on those are very small samples for people to <laughs> buy the product, to purchase the product. So you walk by the little sample cart or wherever they're doing it. They got the little cup there. It might be a little pudding. It might be, you know, little pieces of sausage or something. They want you to go from the sample to the product and grab it and put it in your cart. They don't want you to have a meal. That's a foul. 
That's thank that's you, Rob. Thank you. Flag on the play. You know, if I was the grocery police, I would say, sir, these aren't this isn't uh, a buffet. This is a sample. Would you like to buy the product? If not, keep it moving, buddy. That's what I would have said. Wow. Yeah, I, I'm not even opposed, Rob, to security coming and escorting Chris Carlin or somebody in violation of that out of the grocery store. I don't have a problem yeah. with that. Like, like yeah. if you, if, we have a, if we you... have a man taking advantage of the samples, <laughs> and these exactly. samples are limited toward each customer to sample what products we have available for you. Exactly, it's not proper grocery store decorum. I'm just saying, Chris Carlin is <laughs> not out of pocket. All. Is out of pocket. You don't want to be. That guy, if you go up to the sample tray and you grab two the first time you go, okay, fine. But mm. if you're circling back or if you're going back for thirds, now you're just trying to have a free lunch. You're just trying to get a free meal. And that's why I think my partner was a little out of pocket, Rob. He's out, that, that's, that's out of line. It's out of line, and we need to teach him the correct way to sample. He needs to that's buy it. the product. That's what it's that's all it. about. There it is. Wow. Rob Ninkovich, the voice of reason, Michelle. There we go. I'll tell you this. If Chris Canty and Rob Ninkovich are the sample police, I'm not even taking one. I don't even exactly. want to risk it. That's a pretty exactly. formidable duo that's going to, that's going to be patrolling well, the I, sample area. Listen, I could, pass, I could pass for potentially, you know, no offense, maybe electrician, maybe like pipe fitter, iron <laughs> or whatever. I could pass for an average Joe. Canty, on the other hand, you see that man, you go, that dude was a professional. That dude is either a pro wrestler, pro football player, maybe, you know, plus 50 pound. He added a little weight there after his basketball <laughs> career. But that, that is a large man. And the only way that I would mess with Canty is if I had myself a, a black belt. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Don't mess with us. We're not with the shenanigans when it comes to samples. That's right. Stop Don't it. Sample. Don't be that guy. Don't be that guy. <laughs> Don't do it. Well, great analysis and uh, sample analysis from our ESPN NFL analyst, Rob Ninkovich. Rob, thanks so much for the time. We appreciate it. Thank you. And Canty, for real, though, if, you, if you're the two people standing next. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this, too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. To the samples, I'm not even going up for one. Because I know what's happening. And you know what, Michelle? It might be a great way to promote the product because if somebody grabs the sample then Rob and I are going to give them the death stare and say, mm-hmm. now you know you need to put it in your cart, right? <laughs> because you grab the sample, you know you need to put it in your cart. We would be able to move product. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. They need to put us on the payroll at Costco because if you're passing out the samples, we would make sure that the people that came back to get that second sample would absolutely buy the product. Otherwise, we'd scare them off. I just feel like that's the way it has to be. Because nobody yeah. wants to see somebody coming back a second, a third, a fourth time for the sample. At that point, it ain't a sample. You're just having a meal. 
em- just saying. Employing Chris Canty and Rob Ninkovich to make sure the samples aren't um, overused or overtaken. It's a pretty good business model. It's Greeny coming to you live from the Seaport District at Pier 17, brought to you by Chase. So Rob Ninkovich Canty said that it's Super Bowl or bust for the Jets. What does our ESPN NFL analyst Lewis Riddick think? Nope, no, no, don't enjoy it. I don't want them to enjoy nothing. I want them to get to the Super Bowl, and if not, you're going to be miserable because that's what you get. Because you've been saying all offseason, Aaron, 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 I agree with Aaron, Aaron, this, Aaron, that. All last year, what was it? If we had a quarterback, we would be winning the division. We'd be smoking Buffalo. Yep. New England wouldn't even be in the picture. We could deal with Kansas City. We can deal with Cincy. We'd be as good as anybody. Well, what did they do this offseason? They went all in. They got the four-time MVP. He brought his offensive coordinator. He brought a couple of his boys in Lazard and Cobb. They have firepower on the perimeter. They've got a shutdown type caliber defense. No. Win the Super Bowl or shut up. Yeah. Lewis Riddick's not wrong. I mean, I don't think the expectations being placed on the Jets are unreasonable. Think about what they gave up in order to get Aaron Rodgers, Michelle. You're talking about a pick swap in the first round this past year that ended up costing the Jets an opportunity to draft Roderick Jones to tackle out of Georgia. He went at 14 to the Pittsburgh Steelers. You're talking about a second-round pick in this past year's draft. You're talking about a second-round pick that can go to a first-round pick based on playtime for Aaron Rodgers in 2024. So they gave up two premium picks and a pick swap in the first round to get Aaron Rodgers. That's a lot for a quarterback, especially a guy that's in his age 40 season. So to me, this is a situation where you have to, uh, you have to win the championship, you have to finish the drill, because that's the kind, of, the kind of resources you gave up in order to make the move. The only thing to justify that is to win a championship. Anything else is a disappointment. And guess what? When Aaron Rodgers got to one Jets drive, when he first arrived during the offseason program, his comments to the media were, and I quote, that Lombardi trophy looks awful lowly, referencing the 1969 championship trophy that they won with Joe Namath. That's what Aaron Rodgers said. Not us, but him. That means that they have title aspirations. So it's not unreasonable to say that the Jets are a Super Bowl or bust team. I know we throw that around a whole lot this, this time of year, but with the Jets, I think it's real. They have the defense to get it done. They have the skill position core. They have a competent quarterback in Rodgers. You, you like the direction that the head coach took the team last year. What's standing in the way of them getting it done? I'm with you that that's the expectations and that Aaron Rodgers has not done himself any favors by making those comments about the Lombardi. He's leaning into it. He understands the pressure that awaits him this season and what the goal has to be. It has to be to hoist the trophy at the end. But if we're thinking about this rationally, Canty, the Jets haven't had a playoff run since 2010. If they make the playoffs and they go on a run, that's considered successful based on where the franchise has been. But when you take into account all of the hoopla surrounding it, the fact that they mortgaged a ton of the future to acquire this quarterback, the fact that Aaron Rodgers may not play after next season, it might not be a viable option for them. There's just so many other tentacles and layers at play here. But it's actually kind of crazy to me that if the Jets went on a playoff run for the first time in almost a decade, that we would say, not enough. It's not enough. No, it wouldn't be enough. Like I mean, to get into – the playoffs and to lose in the divisional round, 
I don't think that that's the Jets fans. I don't think that that would satisfy the Jets fans. I don't think that that would satisfy the Jets brass because if we're being honest, Rob Sala and Joe Douglas, their 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 job security depends on the outcome of this season. Sala's coaching for his job. Douglas is managing for his job. Both have been there for a while now. This will be Salah's third year. This will be Joe Douglas's fourth year. I mean, you're, you're talking about them needing the fifth year, excuse me. So you're talking about them needing to show some results for their time in Florham Park. And if this team can't get to the championship rounds, then I think it, it brings into question whether or not owner Woody Johnson wants to run it back with those two. I think context matters. What it looks like matters. But if you get blown out in the divisional round, like the Crosstown Giants got blown out in Philadelphia, I don't know that that's enough to save their respective jobs. Chris, so much fun today. I know both of us didn't expect to come to work because we thought we were going to be billionaires on a yacht. It didn't happen, but we had a great show. Thank you. Absolutely, absolutely. And we established the protocol when it comes to getting samples at Costco. That's right. Important work. Important work here on Greeny. Thank you to Bubba behind the scenes and, of course, Nick Cardi. Coming up next here on ESPN Radio, it's Randy Scott and Harry Douglas. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.